Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and in this episode, we're going to consider the role of the employer brand and ways to improve the candidate experience. My guest today is Madhumita Kata, Head of Customer Experience and Product Programs over at Jovio, a platform helping businesses to buy, manage, and track recruitment media to attract and hire the most relevant applicants on time and within budget. And uh, for those regular listeners of the show, you probably uh, recognize the brand Jovio. That's because we've chatted with a few other folk from the awesome company over there. Um, so please do check out those episodes as well. Hey, Mad Humita, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Hey, hi, Bill. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am good. I'm excited for this chat. Why don't you start by taking a minute or two and introducing yourself to our audience? Sure. Thank you, Bill. So um, I wanted to just start by uh, stating that, you know, I I joined the recruitment space um, back in India when I was working with Monster.com. I spent many years, uh, you know, at Monster working in both, you know, customer facing role and then, you know, behind the scenes as well. Um, And then since I moved to the U.S., I worked for, you know, a couple of companies. I started in the U.S. uh, working for a startup uh, called Mobold. Uh, which which actually happened to be uh, a startup, you know, founded by the same founders who, uh, you know, also founded Jovio. Uh, and back in, you know, those days, Mobile was trying to, uh, you know, solve the uh, problem of um, uh, the candidate experience on how they apply uh, to jobs on mobile devices. And then since then, you know, mobile got acquired by Indeed. So from Indeed, then I moved into uh, Jovio, where currently I'm working uh, in the customer experience uh, team, as well as, you know, partnering with our product team uh, to, uh, to to kind of, you know, work on making sure that, you know, there is a, a good way of releasing our products and, and just kind of, you know, product programs space. Um so with with all of this experience, Bill, I'm looking to have a really meaningful conversations with the conversation with you today. Me too. Me too. Thank you very much. Okay, so here's a big question for you uh, to get to get the conversation going today. Uh, from what you've seen, from your experiences, how has the application process changed over the past twenty years? Uh, yeah, that's that's a very interesting uh, question, Bill. You know, a lot has happened. You know, in the past twenty years. You know, if I had to think about it, uh, back you know uh, twenty years ago, we had just you know uh, moved to internet. You know, everything had started to slowly move online from you know previous you know methods of you know creating a hard copy version of your resume, carrying it along everywhere, right? Uh, so it, it's kind of started from just simply, you know, having an online resume, uh, a document that you could just email to a recruiter uh, or, or wherever you're applying for a job. And most job postings also had like, you know, the application process was simply like, you know, just apply uh, to an email address. But since then, you know, with the uh, with the advancements in technology, right, and uh, uh, and, and obviously, you know, the the whole like you know applica- applicant tracking system uh, 
uh, that have come in, uh, companies have moved their online, uh, rec uh, their recruitment processes online. And, uh, uh, and, and now most companies, you know, use some kind of a ATS, whether it's inbuilt or, you know, something, you know, that they have, they use to, uh, to create like an online application process uh, experience for, for the candidates. Um, but also, you know, with the advancement of technologies, you know, obviously the technology itself has evolved over time. And from having a simple online application, uh, there there is much more that's happening now behind the scenes. You know, there are automations uh, in, in how uh, these, uh, you know, applications are screened. There are, uh, you know, qualifying questions that are added. Uh, resumes are passed to fill most of the information on the uh, application. Um, you know, there are online assessments, video interviews, you know, a lot has changed, uh, you know, over time. And and to be honest, you know, obviously we have solved a lot of problems, but I feel like we also created some problems in, in the whole process. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about uh, employer branding. Um, in the old days, <laughs> uh, candidates would uh, apply for a job through Monster or somewhere similar. Um, and uh, and that was it uh, you know they, they go based on on uh, the the criteria of the job spec and how they felt that that matched up with their experience today it's much more about skills based hiring and it's much 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 more about alignment with the mission and the and the employer brand so mm -hmm. why is the strength of the employer brand key today to attracting candidates you're very correct, Bill, right? So back then, you know, the um, uh, most of the jobs and, and where you would apply to would be very local to where you are, right? So, you know, um, uh, there was, you know, less of, you know, relocation or uh, remote concept, right? But but honestly, the way I see this is, you know, world, in, in my view, you know, is, is really like an open space today. You know, people are relocating countries, they're relocating within uh, countries to find, you know, a job that really, uh, you know, um, fits their requirement. Um, and, and then, you know, with, with the whole COVID situation, the um, uh, the option to work remotely has also really increased um, um, the avenue, the opportunities, uh, um, you know, just, just, I, I, I feel like, you know, the choices are immense for, you know, candidates, for, for people seeking jobs. And, and then to, to top that all, um, people are not uh, hesitant to venture out and try different, you know, in industries and verticals. Uh, you know, gone are the days where you would start like, you know, in a particular role and then you would spend 20, 30 years doing that. Right. So uh, people are venturing out on uh, in, in and kind of, you know, learning new skills and, and getting into newer jobs. Right. So given all of this, you know, there's a lot of competition to um, uh, to really attract, you know, candidates to uh, to get them to see your jobs. And and also kind of, you know, in, in a way that, you know, they feel like, you know, they um, you know, they like the brand, they like the job and, and they're willing to apply for for this job. So so that's why, you know, the employer brand is is, is a key. And, um, uh, you know, it really helps, uh, you know, uh, the employer brand to show, uh, I would say, like, you know, you know, a good content to the uh, candidates, uh, something that, you know, a candidate can resonate with, uh, something that kind of attracts the candidate to look at the, these jobs. 
and then not just to attract but also to retain the candidates right so in both cases the employer uh, you know brand is is really key today you're the head of customer experience and product programs over at Jovio, which, as I mentioned in my intro earlier, that's a platform helping businesses to buy, manage, and track recruitment media to attract and hire awesome candidates. So my next question for you is, how can recruitment pros and brands reach and engage more candidates through recruitment media adverts? So again, you know, uh, the way I think about this is, you know, gone are really the days when you know we would just post jobs and simply wait for candidates to apply to these jobs right uh, today if you see today's world you know we are seeking candidates as much as they are seeking jobs um, so it's very important you know for uh, for any company to make sure your jobs are where the candidates are uh, and this includes both you know active and passive candidates right so um so really diversifying the recruitment channel, uh, channels uh, where you are advertising your jobs is very important uh, to, to really get a mix of, you know, all, all types of candidates. Um, and there are multiple choices out there, right? Uh, there are multiple types of uh, channel and then there are multiple business models uh, around across these channels. So, so the, the options are immense, again, you know, where, where you can advertise and how you reach the candidates. So, so really le leveraging that option, uh, the variety, uh, diversifying, you know, this is important. Um, but, but also, you know, the reach is just the half uh, work done. You know, you've reached the candidate grade, but then the, the goal is that we want the candidate to look at the job and apply to, uh, to the job also. So the content uh, of the job is also equally important in my view. Um, so, so once you, you know, once a candidate looks at your job, you really want them to take an action and, and apply to the job. So that's the ultimate goal. Uh, so in a nutshell, I would say that, you know, finding, you know, the um, uh, bo both are important, you know, where you find the candidates and also the content that you take forward and take to them so that they apply to your jobs. OK, thank you very much. So what are some of the common challenges and goals of your customers then? Yeah, most customers that come to us, you know, have, um, um, I would say, you know, different types of challenges. But if I had to, you know, sum it up and just kind of list a few of them, you know, I would say, um, you know, de definitely some of the challenges that we see is, you know, having a continuous talent pool, specifically companies that, that do high volume uh, hiring, uh, you know, that's that's one of the challenges that they have. Uh, diversifying hiring is also another, you know, challenge. Um, uh, individually, you know, companies can work with maybe 10, you know, uh, different, you know, um, uh, publishers or providers. Uh, but but the moment you talk about diversifying, uh, it, it just becomes, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it just becomes difficult to do that um, uh, without having, you know, certain tools um, and, and technologies uh, working for you. Right. Uh, lack of transparency in in whatever you know existing solutions uh, companies are using uh, that that also you know becomes um, uh, is is kind of you know a problem in most you know companies or customers who come to us and um, lack of real time performance data you know how how their advertising budgets uh, you know are doing and and what they are getting in return having that kind of you know real uh, data. 
um, is is also challenging. In most providers, you know, the data comes like you know after the month is over, you know, as as form of reports, insights, etc. But but it, it's too late uh, by then. Uh, and then to top off, uh, uh, you know, top all of these challenges, there are also, you know, administrative overheads, uh, you know, when you have to work with multiple, you know, vendors, multiple providers, you know, just kind of the whole like contract process, managing bills, et cetera, right, you know, could be a, a, a lot of, you know, administrative overhead for uh, customers. So, so a lot of these, you know, problems that they come with. Uh, in terms of your question around goals, you know, ultimately, you know, the uh, end goal is always, you know, the return on investment, but how this is measured, you know, changes from customer to customer, right? So it really depends on, you know, the industry in which they're hiring, you know, what are the hiring strategies, their hiring needs, etc. So we, we could have, you know, customers, you know, that have goals, um, uh, simple goals, like, you know, let's, let, let's just post all our jobs and all the channels that are available to create like maximum reach, maximum visibility to some customers who, uh, you know, have specific goals around, you know, the cost per click or cost per application that they want to track uh, for uh, for the recruitment uh, advertising needs. Um, uh, to some customers who are who just care about, you know, the number of applications, right? So they have a certain budget and then they just want, you know, uh, to drive as many number of applications as possible. And then these days, you know, obviously, you know, uh, everything is kind of moving a little bit further uh, in, in terms of, you know, down the funnel metrics of uh, cost per hire. So where these solutions are available, uh, companies want to track uh, cost per hire to see ultimately, you know, how much are they spending uh, to, to make the, the hire, which is, which is the ultimate goal of this whole process. And I guess retention is a huge factor, too. You know, um, because it, it costs a heck of a lot to replace someone who's been onboarded, who's been trained, who's been with a company, say, for six to 12 months. Right. So uh, would, would you say that that's a that's a key uh, factor when assessing the ROI as well? Uh, that's a very interesting uh, thought, Bill. You know, I, I would think it is uh, what what I'm not sure right now. And, and, and I don't think this is very commonly done is uh, is really kind of, you know, track. Uh, how well you are retaining your employees and then kind of, you know, connect the dots back to, you know, the source, right? Uh, but, but I'm, I'm uh, you know, pretty confident that, you know, if a company is tracking or, you know, cost per hire and, and they are tracking the down the funnel matrix, uh, it should be pretty, um, uh, I, I wouldn't say simple, but it should be doable to track and see, you know, how well, uh, you know, these candidates are, uh, uh, re retention is kind of working out for them and are there certain you know sources where you know the cost per hire is great but then the retention is poor um, that that's a very interesting idea so the most recent uh, job numbers from the US uh, from July 2022 said that 528,000 new jobs recreated that month so um, all this talk of a recession it's very confusing when you look at those sorts of numbers of course I'd, I'd be interested to hear from you just briefly are there particular industries that are finding it easier to hire people uh, than, than others so for example from lots of things that i've read if you're in retail or hospitality it's terribly terribly difficult to find people right now yes yeah that that's true that's true um so it, it kind of you know again boils down to you know the competition right you know there's um uh, you know, there is a set pool of uh, candidates, right? And uh, 
um, in in some of these uh, you know organizations or industries, uh, there, there's also continuous like you know movement of uh, of candidates, right? So so there's always the hiring need, and uh, you know you always have to be on your toes, you know get your strategies in place, you know start your month from you know a, a robust you know strategy to get you know uh, get enough or uh, for for your budget that you're spending, right? So I yes, you know, some industries are more difficult. It's more kind of you know continuous um, uh, momentum that you have to build uh, to to have that flow of candidates. Um, and then in other you know industries, then you know these momentums don't work. You know, there have there has to be you know different strategies applied uh, based on on the hiring needs. Okay, thank you very much. I'd now love to hear from you in 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 which part of the candidate journey or parts of the candidate journey do organizations most commonly tend to fail the candidate so for example is that in uh, the response time um, because we all know that if you don't get back to candidates pretty quickly they're going to look mm -hmm. elsewhere these days is it perhaps in the onboarding process you know so someone gets the job but then that that employer brand that we spoke about earlier it's nothing like what was sold to them in in the interviews is it somewhere else perhaps you can shed some light on that yeah yeah so i i actually like to see this as a three level problem uh, bill um i i would actually start by saying you know the uh, you know the content job it, it kind of you know starts with the job content um i you know one of the uh, challenges that we see and, and enough has been talked about you know job content and uh, making sure you know um uh, you know it's it's relevant it provides all the information to the candidates etc but not much work really happens i've i've seen some you know crazy <laughs> job descriptions uh, you know in in my uh, career span so i think you know that's that's um uh, you know that's one level at which i feel like most organization fails by not giving enough thought or um in, in intention on writing like you know really good job description you know which clearly uh, you know uh, you know explains about your employer brand but also explains you know very clearly about you know the the job the role that you're advertising for right so uh, so that's one you know level the other level i would say is the uh, the online application process uh, you know, again, you know, not a new topic. A lot has been discussed about, you know, just the whole candidate experience when when they apply to jobs, and uh, and, and and it still seems to be a problem. You know, when when I was at mobile, we were trying to solve the problem of candidate experience when they apply through mobile devices. You know, by that time, nearly uh, sixty percent of candidates were using mobile devices. But the experience to apply to uh, to a job through those devices was uh, was really bad because you know the uh, it was built for desktop, um, you know. So these simple things, and then also just the whole span of you know questions that we ask during the application process. You know, either it's too short or it's too too lengthy with multiple multiple pages, right? So that's another level I would say where uh, you know we we fail our candidates. Um, and then, you know, finally, I would say, you know, a post application process, you know, not having enough, uh, uh, you know, uh, transparency or an open uh, communication uh, with the candidates is another level, right? So different companies have different hiring uh, processes, uh, which is fair. Uh, but, but 
keeping it transparent, keeping the you know candidate you know uh, always aware what's happening, what's the next step, how much time it might take, uh, and and you know just being you know transparent about all of that is is important, right? So, uh, but but a lot of you know um, uh, organizations fail there. Um, I would say lack of transparency and lack of communication. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, let's just talk specifically to our TA professionals who are listening in on this episode now. Um, for those TA professionals who are struggling uh, with their with their sustainable funnel of candidates, who are struggling to get the message out there, they're struggling to be in the right places to to get engagement uh, with awesome candidates. Uh, maybe you can offer a, a few quick fixes that you'd recommend to TA professionals listening today. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if, if these would be quick fixes, to be honest. But, you know, again, like, you know, uh, considering, you know, where, you know, we we typically fill our, our candidates, you know, if we had to think about it, I would say there are three things that, you know, we should immediately look at, you know, one, uh, can we write a better job content, you know, that really um, um, it takes the message out the candidates when they are looking at a job you know really the job content is the first thing a candidate interacts with when uh, when they're looking at a company and looking at you know the the company's advertised jobs so are there any uh, quick fixes that we can do are there any things that we can you know improve in the job content without you know spending you know months and months of evaluation but but any quick fixes right that would help uh, even things like you know um, uh, you know just you know, is the grammar correct? You know, did we complete all the sentences? You know, uh, would would help, right? So just kind of looking at at you know how your jobs are advertised, the content, seeing finding me- methods to improvise it. That would be uh, you know one thing I would say. Uh, the other thing I would you know highly advise is um, uh, you know for for uh, the teams, the talent acquisition teams, the recruiters, you know to to really go on their company sites and apply to jobs themselves and uh, just kind of experience and go through, uh, you know, what a candidate is going through and uh, uh, and, and and identify are there any efficiencies that you can, uh, you know, implement immediately, right? Like are, are really all those questions required at the time of application, you know, can, can some be removed or, uh, you know, or can it be simplified, right? So, so just kind of going through um, the experience themselves and and finding ways of improving it. Uh, and then, lastly, I would say, you know, can you uh, create a better communication strategy with candidates? Uh, I know a lot of systems today have automated ways of uh, uh, informing and keeping candidates, you know, updated on the process. Um, of in you know, the hiring process so can can that be utilized and more communication sent to the candidates again like i said you know not not really quick fixes but i'm, I'm sure if you break it down to what is you know low-hanging fruit can be implemented immediately to what are long-term strategies a uh, lot can be achieved and speaking of communication uh, that takes me nicely on to my final question for you and that's um how can folks communicate with you? How, how can they connect with you? So maybe that's through your LinkedIn. Maybe you want to share your email address. Maybe you're all over social media. Um, and also, of course, how can they learn more about all the cool things happening over at Jovio? Sure. So, um, you know, a lot, lot of things about Jovio, uh, you know, anyone can find on our website. That's jovio.com. 
um and you know if if they need more information you know they can reach out to uh, to us you know through a contact form on the on the website itself uh in terms of you know me i'm there on linkedin um uh and you know anyone can contact me on linkedin and write a message and i'll i'll definitely take time to respond to them wonderful well that takes us to the end of this particular conversation today and it just leaves me to say madhumita thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the hr chat show thank you so much bill uh, i had a good time chatting with you i hope you know this was a meaningful conversation and i hope you know the audience would uh, uh, enjoy it too absolutely and i hope you don't mind me sharing with the listeners before we do wrap up uh this is madamita's first podcast interview and she said uh, she said bill i haven't done one of these before well let me just tell you now you were awesome that was a great conversation so thank you again thank you and listeners as always until next time happy working thanks for listening to this episode of the hr chat podcast there are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the HR Gazette website, Apple, Spotify, and all the main platforms. And remember to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media.